I think the point of the whole thing is this, Kendall, and that is there are experts in our field that are saying you might want to rethink how you're structuring your income. It's not the normal status quo, do it all garden variety stuff anymore. You better mm-hmm. rethink this stuff. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint, a podcast by 210 Financial. No matter who you are or where you are in life, having a plan for your finances matters. And that's what this show is all about. In each episode, we want to help you gain an understanding of where you are now and where you want to go from here. Hey, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint Podcast. I'm Kendall Stahl alongside my co-host, Mr. Phil Cooper. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about a lot of good things, mainly the 4% rule and inflation, but we'll get to that in a minute. I know what I'm excited about, and that is the fact that it is sunny and 75. I know. It's amazing. Feels great. This is tractor mowing weather. To be frank, I'm not sure why we're recording podcasts right now. We're not outside. I'll meet you at the mower. Let's go. All right. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll see you next time. Good show. <laughs> no, but really, uh, 4% rule. Um, the creator of it, I can't say his name, Bill. Bangin. Yep, that guy. Mr. Bangin. Um, he is coming out and saying that the 4% rule is, is maybe going to be a little tough to make happen nowadays. Tell everybody what the 4% rule is. 4% rule. Wow. Um, by show of hands, anyone listening today, listen, ever heard of the 4% rule? Here's what the 4% rule means. This Mr. Bangin developed this many, many years ago, and he said you, you've saved a bunch of money in your bucket. Your bucket could be an IRA or 401k or brokerage account. doesn't matter. you got a bucket full of money. As long as you did not extract more than 4% of the value of that, on an annual basis, then you're pretty much never going to run out of money in your lifetime. So do the math on that. You've been a good saver, a good investor. you got a 401k. It's got a half a million bucks in it. You could reach in and pull 4%, which would be $20,000. As long as you did not take more than $20,000 out of your portfolio, it doesn't matter if it was a good year, up year, down year. You just stayed at $20,000, yeah. and you were going to be okay and never run out of money. And what Mr. Bengen is saying Hey, game changer, everything's different. I've got to revise this. I saw one report where he personally was quoting he thinks it ought to be closer to like 1.8 rule. Yeah. Well, that my gosh, that's cutting your income in half. So people are expecting, you know, here I got a half million dollars. I've been pulling 20,000 a year out for all all my life and now you're expecting me to pull 20,000? Yeah. At the same time inflation is high. So and the reason people, for that basically is like you said inflation's high, so that's inflation. Got to adjust for that. Market volatility is and the number one concern. Volatility. Yeah. So now they're expecting what he what Mr. Bang is is saying is market volatility, he expects to be there. Ups and downs, away. ups yeah. and downs, not going away. And he expects the next decade for the markets not to produce as much return as they did in the last decade. Mm-hmm. So lower returns, massive ups and downs. He's saying you might want to rethink your your withdrawal yeah. factors. The fancy word for it is sequence of returns, right? It is. Sequence I mean, returns. Should I pull mark money out when the market's low versus high? And you can run out of money. Yeah. So basically, uh, I think there's we have a, a PDF that we um, show a lot of people and that we'll put in the show notes for you. And basically, that is a million dollars. I'm smiling because I just threw that out there. And now they got to figure out how to do that. <laughs> now in the world do we attach this <laughs> yeah. thing to the- What do we do? What are the show notes? What's a PDF? Have show notes? <laughs> wow. Um. But basically what it is, it's a million bucks. So it's, it's basically a spreadsheet, and it's got two different scenarios. 
both fo- people are starting with a million dollars, um, and they're going to take take money out for sixteen years. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go with the four percent rule. So a million dollars, four percent, forty thousand bucks. They're taking forty thousand dollars out for I believe it's sixteen years. Um, if it's different on the on the spreadsheet that we attached, then forgive me for that. But um, they both get an average rate of return of like six percent, roughly. Yeah. Or it's real, real close. Yeah. And they end up with a whole lot different, and massive amounts of difference. In yeah. It because of the year that someone pulled money out was mm-hmm. out of, in a massively down market. Yeah. Versus an up market, it's, it's a matter of when you pull money out. So if you're one of the unlucky people that retires in a year that the market's way down and that you have to extract dollars out. Like right now. Yeah, exactly. Like right now in 2022. Um, that could It could change everything. Versus someone who retired, let's say, a couple of years ago when the market was screaming high, they may never have a chance to run out of money, but it's just it's the unlucky investor versus the lucky investor. I think the point of the whole thing is this, Kendall, and that is there are experts in our field that are saying you might want to rethink how you're structuring your income it's not the normal status quo, do it all garden variety stuff anymore. You better mm-hmm. rethink this stuff. Yeah, blend that in with probably going off topic here, but blend that in with interest rates going up and bond side of the portfolio not doing good. Yeah, it's kind of uh, hard to figure out exactly where to where to go with things these days. It is, um, and I don't know. This is a little off topic, but I think it's worthy of talking about for the first time in man, I a decade. Yeah. We're finally having rising interest rates. People are savings accounts and CDs. What have they been paying lately, folks? You know, I mean, nothing, right? Mm-hmm. The bank's been really, really happy to give you absolutely no return at all on your on your savings account, your money market account, your checking account, those kind of things. And now that's going to change. But what's going to take place is the, the way that we've invested money for the last 10, 20, 30 years is we have some in bonds, some in stocks. We ran to stocks for growth. You ran to bonds for safety. Yeah. The problem is with rising interest rates, you're going to see a deflation of bond prices. It, it could be a difficult time for people if they don't change their strategy right now. I think it's really important for for folks to understand where they're coming, where their income is coming from, yeah. and why, um, and because, yeah, because of all those things we've been talking about. Right, we got to set up some sort of a plan to where mm-hmm. you can take income every year and not have to worry about the sequence of returns type of an issue we've been talking about. Um, and 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 you know how this four percent rule is maybe not going to work out quite like it has been. Mm-hmm. You got to have your money parked in different places where, when the market's bad like it is right now, and whatever it is May of twenty twenty two, you know you can you can pivot and take it from somewhere else. And then when the market's screaming hot, you know you can take it from those accounts. The growth accounts. Risk. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, and we've got to have to. It has to come down to building a financial plan. Yeah, you have to know if. If the world changes, or should say this, when the world changes, you have to have a plan that allows you to pivot, not just mm-hmm. say, well, I've got this account right here, Phil. Yeah. Well, that one account is not going to be enough. There might be enough money in the account, but that one strategy is not going to be enough that if the markets are wildly swinging, you've got to have some flexibility in that plan to say, forget that account for today. I'm going to pull from this account over here because yeah. it's better for me long term. Some of you um, that have followed along with us understand kind of how we build financial plans and how we liken it to building a home. We always start with the foundation because that's the most important part. You got to have an income plan, right? And that's what we're talking about so we can weather any of the storms that come our way. What do we always, I was going to say famous for saying, 
I'm famous in my own know. mind yeah, for a tell lot me, of I things. didn't know you were famous. <laughs> I'm very famous in my own mind. Get your autograph later. Here's what I'm famous for saying. Without income, you have no retirement. That's right. That's true. Without income, you have no retirement. You know what I've done? What is? I don't know the saying, but I've said that enough now that I think I'm You've the adopted one that, it as your own. What that, that created that? Yeah. So what do they call it? It's like you, you say it so much, it's your own now. Well, I was told like one time, if you repeat something somebody else said one time, you've got to give them credit. If you say it ti- say it two to three times, you can say, I forget where I heard this, but if you yeah. say it the fourth or fifth time, you just say, I've always okay. said. <laughs> so, oh, man, I stole it from you. All You're right, welcome. let's talk inflation real quick. So people that are on Social Security okay. um, could be seeing some pretty serious raises coming their way potentially. Yeah. Um, supposedly, um, they've talked about raising it 8.9%. I've heard that, yeah. Which would be some of the highest raises ever. Yeah, it would think be. it'll happen. I do. Uh, is inflation adjusted? Yep. They're tied to what's called the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. So if you're paying more for groceries and gasoline and those kind of things, at the end of the year, the Social Security Administration will calculate how much inflation we've had, and they'll adjust your uh, Social Security. That all sounds wonderful. Hey, my Social Security's <laughs> going up. Problem is, where are they going to get the money? I know. Right? There's no money. There's no money to be given out. So. How are we going to pay for that rising benefit to the Social Security recipients? It's got to come one way. Taxes. Taxes. Taxes are coming. And inflation is really the silent tax, right? It's tax on, yeah. And I always say it's not a tax on the wealthy. It's not a tax on the on the middle class. It's not a tax on the poor. It's a tax on, it's a tax on America because I don't care who you are, you're buying groceries. I don't care who you are putting gas in your car. I don't care who you are, you're paying a house payment or you're paying tax on your house or something. Yeah. And all of that's going up. So it's a tax on everybody. Yep. So we kind of skipped over our question of the day, but it bleeds right. into what we're talking about. And so Peg from Lexington, her question is, what are the best investments in a high inflation environment? Yeah. Well, Peg, first of all, thanks for sending in the question. So the, the question being, what are the best investments for a high inflationary period? There's a couple of different answers for that. Number one is going to be anything that is consumer price-driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, food, food, everybody needs it. Gasoline, everyone needs it. Those kind of things. Those are inflationary protected type things because they have, you, people are paying more. So those, those prices are always there, but I would say not so much as where is the best place to invest your money during an inflationary period, but how you're investing your money during an inflationary period. For example, Peg, I'm not sure if you have a financial plan, uh, but I would say to you, does your financial plan give you more and more income every year as you're alive? Because we think you're going to need more and more income. So it's more not a matter of which investment am I choosing, but how am I investing? And it, does my financial plan show me how to have more income this year than I had last year and more income next year than I have this year and do that every year that I'm alive? Yeah. If the answer is no, Phil, I don't have one of those then I would say to you, Peg, that's a concern to us because most people would have your pension turned on. That's going to be constant. You might have in, uh, Social Security, might get a little bit of raise on Social Security, but it may not be enough to really offset things. So the rest of your portfolio needs to be invested in such a way that gives you more and more income every year that you're alive. Otherwise, costs are going to catch you and exceed that, and then you can see the erosion of your overall assets. Yeah. I think real estate is a is a is a go to. A lot of people say yeah. gold or like you know those types of things. The problem is you got to be able to get income from them. So like right now, inflation's running rate crazy, right? 
And folks that own those hard assets have probably done really well. Farmland, rental property, you know, whatever the case may be, those values keep going up and they'll probably come back down at some point, but they probably won't ever go back down to probably where they were. Unless we have some kind of bubble burst. But I would also say, though, along these same lines, we always call it the 3T test. Yeah. Do you have the time, the temperament, or the talent for those things? So real estate's a good investment, right? If you've got the time for it, if you've got Mm -hmm. the talent for it, do you want to be a landlord? Yeah. Do you have the uh, time, temperament, or talent? I'm not sure which one. Do you have the time? Do you have the personality, talent? Those are the three things. Time, temperament, and talent. If you can say no to one of those T's, (laughs) that investment's out for you. Um, I'll give you an example of that. You know, me and screwdrivers or me and a hammer, me and a wrench, they don't go together, right? Not really. So if somebody's calling me at two o'clock in the morning because I need to fix a toilet, it isn't happening. So I got to say no to one of those T's. So that's out for me. And the other thing too, is if you want something that's on autopilot, I don't want to be involved every day with my investments. Well, then you may not want real estate or you may not want farmland or something. Okay. Well, I think we answered that question pretty well. What else? You got anything else that we wanted to cover on 4% rule? Yeah, I think it is it is something that we can still apply, but be flexible with it. This market that's really, really volatile right now, it may be okay. It may smooth out over time, and the 4% rule might be favorable again. But however, if it's not, I'd say we need a plan in place for all of our folks that are listening that allows you to have income in a good market, in a bad market, and a rising income every year the rest of your life. So uh, I think that... According to Fannie Mae, they are saying that the U.S. economy is facing a modest recession in the next year. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? I think we're already there. Yeah. What is a recession? Is people not spending as much money as they used to or unable mm-hmm. to spend as much money? Inflation has caused that. People are redirecting their dollars away from the things that they used to spend them on in order to be able to buy the things that they have to buy. That's recessionary period. Yeah, I agree. But also to that point, like, um, I just sent out a video to our clients um, this week, I think, and j- there was some some information in there uh, from First Trust, I believe is what it was from, and they were basically laying out, here's how long recessions last and things like that, and I believe it's 11.3 months was the average recession, mm. and then the average, I'm sorry, no, that's not true, the average bear market is 11.3 months. Average bull market's four and a half years, or much, 4. much 4, longer. Yeah. Like so <laughs> it's typical. It's normal. This is a very normal cycle. It stinks because nobody likes it, right? Yep. Nobody likes to open their statements right now, but this is normal. All right. Well, I think that's about everything for today's show. But this week in history, back in 1982, 40 years ago, which I may or may not remember, um, Jane Fonda's first workout video was released. Wow, really? Did you do it? I didn't do it, but she was the beginning of the whole home workout scene, man. <laughs> Jane Fonda. Every young kid knew who Jane. Every young boy knew who Jane Fonda was. If you if you knew Jane Fonda, you were fond of Jane. <laughs> and on that note, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening to your retirement blueprint. We hope today's episode helped you gain a better grasp of your finances and clarified a possible path forward in your life. This show is brought to you by 210 Financial, and our team is passionate about helping individuals and families achieve their ideal retirements. If you'd like to talk more about your financial plan, we'd love to talk to you. You can learn more and schedule a call at 210financial.com. 
Again, that's www.210financial.com. We can't wait to see you right back here next time on this show.